think our communication, the front of our communication, has got to be caring, it's got to be compassionate, and it has to be empathetic. You know, we need to be honest and be straight, and we need to be authentic. Now is the time for us to communicate, to collaborate, and also to counsel, to be there, to be the listening ear to our customers, to our suppliers, to other stakeholders that it's really important that we carry on engaging with, to our communities, to build those communities. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hello, Gavin here and welcome to episode 102 of the Business Mastermind podcast. I hope you're keeping safe and well. We all know the importance of communication and for this episode, I share with you a live I did for a group that I'm a part of and I talk about communication with a number of stakeholder groups, communication with our customers, with our suppliers, our supply chain, with our team members, our employees. Uh, communication with our bankers and funders, and then one other critical group that I'll share at the end of this. Some uh, real highlights for you in terms of what you should be doing with each of those by way of communication to customers, to suppliers, to team members, and bankers and funders, and the key of the group. Jump straight into it right now. Enjoy. Hi, good afternoon. Gavin Preston here. Welcome to the live session on communications. Um, I'm going to be talking about uh, a number of different stakeholder groups and communication with a number of different stakeholder groups. So customers, suppliers, funders, stroke bankers, and team and employees, and then importantly, um, another set of stakeholders that I'll talk about towards the end the step that I'll join in towards the end. So two really important stakeholders at the end. So customers, suppliers, funders and bankers, team stroke employees, and one more group that I'll share with you more about the end. Um, but I think the first principle right now to start to talk about is that um, we should be sharing and keeping in touch. It's what business and communities need right now. It's really important that we strive to find opportunities for genuine connection both day-to-day in life, both inside work and outside work. And I wanted to share with you a story of what happened um, with a doorbell ring yesterday afternoon uh, outside uh, home. And um, went to the door thinking it was just like another parcel being delivered, you know, when when they knock on the door or press the doorbell and then they run, (laughs) the delivery driver runs. Well, actually, I don't know how clear you'll be able to see, but this was through um, the door. But uh, it come through the letterbox. And what it says was, try and position it correctly. Um, to Huey, which Huey is my eldest son, it says, to Huey, two of his uh, friends from school. So my eldest son, who's going to be seven in two months' time, is really missing his buddies at the moment. And um, it said, um, Ashton and Elle asked me to bring you sweets and ice cream. You have to find them first. Hee <laughs> hee, lots of hugs. And then there's a little checklist to find book, packet of sweets, two packets of sweets, and one box of ice creams. 
Oh, they were hidden, you know, behind a plant on the doorstep and on top of the tire of my car and uh, behind a wall around the other side. So um, the mum of these two children, the friend of uh, my eldest, had, you know, run, so kept the social distancing. She wasn't there. She'd driven off. And, you know, my boys and I had this amazing five minutes or so run around finding the sweets, the ice creams and the book that we started to read last time for bedtime stories. Um, that was amazing. It was a highlight of their days. It was a highlight of our day. It was a genuine, you know, opportunity for someone reaching out to create a sense of community and a sense of connection. And I think um, we need to be able, we need to be doing that. We need to be taking, creating community and connection with the people that, um, with work, within work and outside of work all the time. You know, we know that communication is a core leadership skill and that there's a strong link between being able to successfully communicate and being a good, good leader. You know, mastery of communication is in link to good leadership, but also mastery of control of our emotions is also a key to successful leadership. So before I dive into some different stakeholder groups that I want to talk to you about that I've already mentioned I'll cover, I just want to, you know, bring some sort of principles to the fore around about communication during these times. First and foremost, we're all in this together. You know, we're all going through, probably seen on numerous occasions, that kind of like change curve, that Kubler-Ross bereavement curve. And we're going through different emotions, you know, from denial to frustration to anger to despondence, even sort of down in the dumps, depression. Um, through to acceptance and hope and different people are at different stages and many of the lives in this group have been helping to progress people through that emotional journey and they've been an amazing support but also um, people are not people will move backwards and forwards at different stages in the emotional journey so sometimes they'll feel in a position in a state of hope and other times they might be back into despondence and it's not only loss around business or challenges around business that people are dealing with. It's also challenges around um, personal bereavements that may well be happening, people may well be experiencing, whether they're coronavirus related or not. So um, I think our communication, the front of our communication, has got to be caring, it's got to be compassionate, and it has to be empathetic. You know, we need to be honest and, and, and be straight, and we need to be authentic. Um, now is the time for us to communicate, to collaborate, and also to counsel, to be there, to be the listening ear to our customers, to our suppliers, to other stakeholders that it's really important that we carry on engaging with, to our communities, to build those communities. And a key skill around that that we really need to have is that one of empathy and being able to sense and read a room. You know, that ability to put ourselves in the shoes of somebody else. And it's very easy to miss what other people are going through. And I, what I used was I remembered a phrase that an early mentor of mine told me that really helped me put myself in the other person's shoes. And the assumption was, in any one moment, a person's behaviour is the right response for them. So if you assume that in any one moment, a person's behaviour is the right response for them, then ask yourself the question, what must be going on in their world for that behaviour to be the right response for them. So two parts, assumption. What must be going, sorry, let's assume that in any one moment a person's behavior is the right response for them and then question what must be going on in their world for that behavior to be the right response. Um, it's being able to stop, to self-regulate in that moment, to need to know when to bite your tongue 
to slow down, to calm down first before responding enables you to build relationships, to build trust, to demonstrate that all-important empathy as opposed to destroying that through having, say, a defensive, resp a defensive response. Um, how we uh, treat our customers, our suppliers, our employees will be remembered long after you know these these times, this these days. So, if, if there's a, it's really important that that we're still in communication, but we're demonstrating that empathy. We're reading the room in, in inverted commas. We're getting the vibe and the sense of the people, uh, what's going on for them and having, a, uh, having the empathy for them. You know, what must be going on for them in order for that behaviour to be the right response? So if there's a little less, you know, not, not a great deal of activity going on in your business or some of your businesses, particularly if a number of your members of your team have been furloughed, you still need to be in contact with your customers. It's absolutely essential. So, you know, we need to be in contact with our customers through being, you know, we need to be proactive with our communication. We need to be timely. We need to be relevant and accurate. Um, we need to be compassionate, as I've just said, and avoid being defensive, honest and transparent. Um, and importantly, you and your whole team need to speak with one voice because any inconsistencies can start to chip away at the credibility and the trustworthiness of your organisation. And critically, you need to deliver on your promises. Now, in the, in, of course, we've got lots of different sort of communication channels that we can use at the moment, whether it be phone, video, voice messages, you know, just sending quick um, uh, voice messages uh, on WhatsApp is an incredible way of getting more of a personal connection than just an email or a text. So phone uh, calls, video messages, text, WhatsApp messages, video calls, live streams like this, video content, all of these email updates, chat updates, social media posts, all of these are communication channels that enables us to make sure that we're still reaching out and engaging with customers direct mail, more people are going to be at home and opening the post, obviously. And if you're delivering items to customers, um, then include handwritten notes in with your delivery. And one thing that uh, uh, I was reminded of while doing a little bit of prep for this, I did my prep for this, was uh, the importance of handwritten thank you cards. So I'm going to be sending out handwritten thank you cards to clients over this period as well. So remember that so much of your message can be lost if it's just the written word or the or, or the type of a text or an email that if you can get tonality and the visual into your communication as well of course your message is going to convey more authenticity less risk of it being misinterpreted and a greater warmth and connection that comes across it comes through from it so um Interestingly, there's an article um, by a managing partner of Insights Consulting, and Insight said that uh, Tom DeRike is called, and he's saying that five aspects consumers are focusing on during these times. And I thought it'd be interesting to share with you these five things that he's observed. Um, yeah, Tom, Tom DeRike observes five aspects that consumers are focusing on during COVID-19 times. So the first is brain. So I'll just go through the five and then I'll, I'll go back over them. Brain, body, connections, community and planet. So brain, you know, this guy's um, managing partner of Insights Consultancy is saying that brands that have invested in an effortless and frictionless digital experience are winning. 
know, people want to give their brains a rest. So the, the easier that customer experience is, the, the better it's going to be and the more likely that you're going to engage your following and also be able to, to convert that business. So the first one was B for brain, then bodies the next one. Um, consumers are starting to become more aware of the importance of not only their physical health, but their mental health and their well-being. And in fact, there's going to be increasing trends now, I think, coming out the other side of this about the importance of physical health, mental health and well-being. You know, I think that even if people are furloughed at the moment, there's an element of emotional strain on them, an element of emotional stress and of uncertainty. Post lockdown, when eventually we're allowed back outside again, there's going to be an incredible need and pressure to sort of hit the ground running with our businesses and running very hard. But I think some people are going to be starting that metaphor of a race already fatigued. They've already already will have done as if several rounds in the ring. They'll have emotional fatigue. They'll have decision fatigue. And I think as employers. And as people working with employees and teams in wider organisations, we need to be really acutely alert to the well-being and the mental health of the people that work in our teams and be able to look after them. It's very easy to think that there are some people sat in the garden enjoying the sunshine on 80% of their pay, but it's not as simple as a story. And of course, that's not a universal picture by no means. So... I think um, the, the, the body and the mind piece, physical, mental well-being are really important. Back to that list before, connections. You know, more than ever, we're connecting with family and friends digitally. We're revaluing those importance of those deep um, human connections. You know, as I mentioned right at the start of the live, you know, we've got the parent of one of uh, uh, a, a friend of um, one uh, of one of my boys dropping off a little note at the doorstep and hiding on the driveway a packet of uh, ice creams, two packets of sweets, and a book and a little treasure hunt at the front of the house. And they'd you know hidden these things around the doorbell and run and what an amazing piece to just reach out and create a connection at a distance and so we're already scheming and planning in our household how we can pay that forward so community we're starting to pay more attention to local companies and rediscover or even discover for the first time our local communities and also um planet and how apt is it to say on the 50th anniversary of earth day that we're starting to see the effects of a planet on pause and will we want to go back to things in the same way as they were before hey gavin here thank you for taking the time to listen to this mini series within the business mastermind podcast entitled keep your boat afloat business survival guide in covid19 times if you're getting value from this please do share it across your social media networks and to your business colleagues and acquaintances because i've gone out and got a number of guests lined up that will really help such as the MD of the British Business Bank, a business disaster planning specialist, people around marketing and around mindset at this crucial time, including an Olympic athlete. So there's some really fantastic and really high caliber content coming your way, designed to help and support you through these challenging times. I've also put together a PDF entitled the same, Keep Your Boat Afloat, a business survival guide during COVID-19 times. You can get that free at bit.ly, keep your boat afloat. So you go to this link, bit, or this URL, sorry, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat, all lowercase, all one word, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. I cover eight areas around employees, cash strategies, the supply to your business, suppliers, your customers, pivot and adapt, 
your marketing, your mindset, and your community. You'll get a lot of value from that as well in support of, in addition to what you'll find listening to this mini series, Keep Your Boat Afloat. So that URL again, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. And most of all, take care and look after those closest to you. So final word I want to say on customers and around engaging with customers uh, is the whole important word cash. Now, David's watching this and has done many great lives and information piece about um, support and availability for, for businesses and, and to help with the cash thing. Of course, cash is oxygen to our business right now. Um, but you shouldn't shy away from the conversation with your customers about collecting in the money that's due and if they are struggling or preserving, struggling with a shortage of cash or preserving cash, then agree a payment plan with them. Better to have a flow of some money coming in rather than others. You know, if you're dealing B2C, can you get the uh, can you get paid up front on credit card payments? If it's B2B, my clients are ex- saying that they're finding that more and more cust- more and more of their um, customers are prepared to pay pro forma invoices. So the aim being that we get a positive cash flow cycle as opposed to what's normally a negative cash flow cycle, where the money is coming in some like 30 days or 60 or more days um, after the delivery of the product or the service. So. The don't shy. My point here, though, is don't shy away from the conversation with customers around cash because you still need, whilst expecting and being empathetic that they're going to be preserving cash, you still need to be able to get some cash in and where you can create, still continue some cash flow in and out of your business. Suppliers is the next sort of customer group I want to talk about, or sorry, the stakeholder group I want to talk about. Um, and I want to start with a story, a real story of what happened when it, wasn't dealt with well uh, dealing with suppliers. Communications weren't right. And of course, if you're not communicating to anybody, emotions can go through an escalation, can't they? They can go from that uh, sort of really understated British phrase of being people being a bit peeved, to being frustrated, to being angry, to being enraged. And uh, I worked um, for 18 months, two years, helping to as finance and growth director of a business that we helped scale from 11 and a half to 19 million. And what happened towards the end of that story, unfortunately, was that our biggest customer went down, went bust, owing us 1.9 million pounds. And before that happened, there was a build-up to that. These sort of things, of course, do not start overnight and um, do not come about overnight. And the MD of the business had said to the credit controller in the team, I don't want anybody to communicate with suppliers. We'll pay them when we can, but at the moment, let's just keep quiet. Hopefully, we will get through this unscathed. This went on for a number of weeks as we were being promised money by this customer that subsequently went bust. And then I was greeted with a call one day when I picked up the phone and let's uh, um, it's, uh, greeted with a call. And this gentleman, who is an irate supplier, he'd not been kept informed of what was going on. He was owed something in the region of £34,000. And being in the construction industry, he'd experienced customers going down on him, going bust on him before. So he was irate, full guns blazing. I'm going to come round there few expletives with a baseball bat and I'm going to set a baseball bat to you guys I will find out where the managing director lives I'm going to torch his house oh and it's okay for you you know you're probably pretty with a you know your own job without the worry of losing your livelihood your business the livelihoods of your employees and and for your families 
So this was a huge amount of aggression coming down the phone line in a very threatening way. And, you know, I, I just said, I said to him, he's called John, I said, John, um, you're right to be upset. If I was you, I would be as upset if I was in your shoes. You know, as a company, we've kept you in the dark. That's wrong. And I'm sorry, you know, here's my personal mobile number. This is what I know. I'll be straight with you. I'll tell you what I do know. I'll tell you what's happening. I'll tell you what I can pay you this week. Um, and I'll keep you informed. And if at any stage you want to give me a call on my personal mobile, then please do that. Oh, and by the way, I'm in this with you because if this doesn't go well, then, you know, I'll be out of work as well. So um, it, that he calmed down. We developed a rapport. We developed, um, I suppose, a working respect and relationship. Uh, when I'm not likely to go to want to go to have a beer with that guy anytime soon. But the point is, he calmed down and I started to communicate regularly with everybody in the supply base. And the most common response I got from people that hadn't been previously talked to was, thank you. It's, it's so, just all we wanted was to talk to somebody. So my message here is you should be reaching out and talking to your suppliers, particularly if you've got some cash flow challenges. You should be letting them know where you're up to. Of course, everybody is in the same boat or uh, at the moment. Reach out to them, agree payment plans with them so that you can pay over a period of time. But also, you, know, you should be thinking about your suppliers as, as your friends. You know, you should be thinking about how can I help you? What can you do to help your suppliers also? Other people within your network or within, you know, several reaches down into your network that you can leverage to help your suppliers and help into your supply chain. You know, prepare for your calls with them, be respectful of their time, but set clear expectations of reporting and communication deliverables when you're on the phone to them. And I think also, as we start to think about coming back out of lockdown, we're going to want to engage our supply chain again and remobilize that supply chain. So I think it's really important that um, we are having regular conversations, not only with customers around potential demand, but into supply chain. And if possible, encourage your suppliers to talk into their supply chain so that you've you've actually got a, a mobilization plan to get things moving again once we're out the other side of about the uh, lockdown. So the next stakeholder group, uh, to talk to in, in terms of communications it's going to be your funders or your bank and um, again David Horn's been sharing some invaluable information around this you know key messages for, from me is apply early um, the banks and um, are doing <laughs> if you can have any sympathy for them and, and in this case they you do need to be empathetic towards them they're having to mo retask you know, hundreds of, you know, thousands of people all into frontline roles dealing with applications some and set up the systems that are going to be FCA compliant in so doing. So apply early, do as much as you can for them in terms of the preparation about your cash flow forecast. And I know David's run lives around this as well and has a product to help you with this called Take It to the Bank. So I don't need to say anything more around that, but apply early, communicate with them. They've got the They've got a section to write in the credit application for your loan called the comment section. You will be really well placed to help them write that. Normally, it's the relationship manager, it's the bank manager's role to write those comments in that credit application. I would encourage you to put your hand up and say, can I help you write that? I know you've got a lot on your plate right now. Can I help you write those, uh, those credit comments? Because the credit approval team 
we'll look at the numbers and look at the projections and the business plan and the cash flow projections, but they'll also read these comments. And these comments, well articulated, could be the difference between the credit application being approved or it not being approved. So the next group that I want to talk about um, in terms of stakeholder group for you to be engaged with is your employees. In actual fact, uh, start of this year, um, I facilitated for a medium-sized corporate a lessons learned, um, ex two lessons learned events uh, with 25 people in the senior middle management team to review a crisis that they had last year to do with manufacture um, in a critical supply situation that they had. And one of the things that really struck me in the experience that they had was that the senior leadership team and the managing director were so head down busy dealing with different stakeholders. Uh, in this case, it was actually the NHS, it was government, it was customers, it was uh, reporting bodies, etc. that their visibility to their own employees was really low. And the feedback you know, from the coal face was there was a lack of leadership. They felt really uncertain. They were putting in a lot of extra hours, working over weekends, trying to get the production um, capacity back up again and bring the supply back online. But they felt that there wasn't the visibility of the leadership. So whilst as, a, as business owners and as leaders, you've got a heck of a lot on your plate right now, my encouragement would be um, reach out and be visible, connect with them, whether that's by regular video updates, whether it's by personal sort of video calls on Zoom or personal phone calls. Um, Marianne Page, who's in the KPI community, recently spoke to her on a podcast interview, and she advocates having daily online huddles, you know, in, 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 in using Zoom, for example. But those employees are going through it themselves. They're going through that emotional journey, as I mentioned earlier on. They are they need to be reassured about their, the safety of their own income, the security of their own home. And at the same time, they may be dealing with concerns about elderly relatives or even sadly grief around elderly relatives. So being there, having a support network for, for your employees and your team members, being visible and bring some humanity into your connect, uh, communication. You know, we're working from home. For those of you with family around, stuff's going to happen. You can share um share some share some more of that in fact um i know i talked a little while ago to a gentleman that has run a, and built a, a a company of virtual assistants uh, offering a va a virtual assistant service and he said that what he's learned worked really well with teams in the philippines in Europe, in Canada, and in the US, is that they would have a weekly team meeting on a Monday on Zoom, and each of them would share a photograph of what they got up to at the weekend. And I just thought, with their families, and I thought that was a really good way of still creating a connection with your team, even though we're working remotely. Um, so remember, you know, there's that balance really between your employees are like your work family, and you need to be looking after them, but also, as you're looking forward at your cash flow projections and looking at your future pipeline and work and the future uncertainty, you, in addition to furloughing, or, in, or rather instead of furloughing, you may need to make some decisions sooner rather than later about, about redundancies, which is, of course, a very serious contemplation, very sad thing to have to do. But you've also got to ensure that the business survives out the other side of this. 
So, so far we've covered stakeholder groups of customers, we've talked about suppliers, we've talked about funders or your bank, we've talked about employees. We've said that we need to have humanity at the core of what we're doing, that we actually need to strive to create, create connections with people. We need to be reaching out whether by phone or whether it be by video call or even good old fashioned written, handwritten notes to, re, to connect with customers, but also to build a sense of community. And it's interesting that I think that in periods of fear and apprehension and uncertainty, people seek safety in numbers. And it's really important that we build communities and we look and we reach out ourselves to be parts of communities. And that brings me to the last kind of like stakeholder group that I, I, I mentioned, uh, I referred to or talked to about. So the last stakeholder group is you. You know, it's all, it's great that you put in the energy and you need to put the energy and the effort into talking and engaging and communicating with suppliers, with customers, with your funders, stroke bankers, with your team members, your employees, but you need to look after yourself as well. We're, you're all kind of going through that emotional uh, journey and probably oscillating at times between acceptance and hope and then maybe at times some despondence. Um, I know for me personally, uh, more of an extroverted character, I get my energy by bouncing off and engaging with other people. And I've kind of found it quite hard. And I'll be honest, I found it even harder with trying to balance with two young children, uh, one of whom needs homeschooling and the other that <laughs> just won't leave you alone at all. So it, it, it's very, di I find it very difficult and frustrating. And I have learned that I need to get outdoors at least day, you know, at least every other day, if not daily, just go for a quick walk just to get out in nature. But I think now, and I've been really careful to this, is about guard the door to your mind. You know, be careful what you put in, but watch your own self-talk. When you're inside on your own and you haven't got those normal validations and reference points and sense of progress that you might otherwise have had, it's very easy for doubt to creep in. So I think that, I, that need for social connection and community is important as ever. So in all the stakeholder groups, you know, you, you, start with your, you need to start with yourself first. You know, that old aircraft safety brief analogy, put your own oxygen mask on first before helping the person that's next to you. So it's really important that you look after, that you connect with and you with other people but also you get outdoors you read stuff you listen to stuff you watch stuff that's uplifting that's inspirational and then you know just by way of going back to that earlier story of the note being put on the doorstep with the packets of sweets the ice cream and the book being left for my two boys uh, by a parent of one of the other children from school it's like what could you do to digitally or physically create a special moment, a connection with a friend, with a family member, with a supplier, with a customer? I think hopefully one of the things that we will see from this is really good examples of humanity shining through. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact. <laughs>